0: Nick Brown, Global Commissioning Editor for Archives of Disease in Childhood. I'd like to welcome you to another global health podcast. Today's topic being uh, strengthening the global paediatric workforce. So we'll be discussing the need for a global strategy to ensure better health outcomes for children and I'm really delighted to welcome a colleague Kevin Forsyth from Adelaide where he's the Associate Dean and Director of the Medical Program and Professor of Paediatrics at Flinders University. We'll be discussing his recent Commission paper, Strengthening the Global Pediatric Workforce The Need for a Global Strategy to Ensure Better Health Outcomes for Children. This paper has just stated for a few months in the wake of the International Pediatric Association Conference in Vancouver last year at a session which was convened by the college. We felt it would be useful to put these thoughts into a publication and I'm pleased that we're now able to discuss it in the form of a podcast. Kevin, welcome.
1: Thanks, Nick and it's my great pleasure to have a chat with you today about these really important matters.
0: Kevin I wonder whether you could talk a little bit about the background to the piece. I'm interested particularly in what the unmet needs are in terms of the workforce and unmet needs in terms of education for health professionals.
1: We know that the major child health care needs are in lower middle-income countries that's where so much of the child mortality and morbidity is but if we looked at the child health workforce in those countries we'd find that it's very limited what troubles many of us is the enormous disparity then between where our child health professionals are and where the real child health needs are. Nick, if I could just take that argument a little bit further and say that we recognize that good child health care delivery needs a well-trained, competent and motivated workforce. So those of us in child health, particularly on the education and training side, look at this disparity between where the workforce needs are and where the workforce is and think can we do something about this?
0: Can you talk a little bit about the differences between training in high-income countries and low- and middle-income countries, particularly what the, that which is relevant to paediatrics?
1: Um, yes, there are quite big differences between training in the high-income countries such as the UK and the US and Australia and training of the paediatric workforce, particularly the paediatric, the paediatrician workforce in lower middle income countries, the uh, infrastructure around training and education is so much more limited in the lower middle income countries. Mainly, I think, because of the sheer workload pressures they have, and they don't have a history of the types of institutions we have, the colleges and academies that really support and foster training. Many of the people in low and middle income countries are brilliant practitioners and they get there through a stint of hard work and lots of clinical exposure. But the training programs that we're used to in the setting of curricula and good assessments and certification processes and continuing professional development, those sort of matters are less developed in the lower and middle income countries than in the high income countries.
0: Leading on from that, how, how do you feel that workforce and recruitment issues can actually be addressed on the ground?
1: What we don't want to do is to support sort of fly-in fly-out people which in essence depower local expertise, it's more working with the paediatricians and the paediatric leaders on the ground in countries where there's great need for child health support, working with those people on the ground and strengthening them giving them leadership training, help with policy development, assistance with how they strengthen the health system around children and children's needs in their local setting with their local people, with the other health professionals who work with children. So it's working with local leaders and strengthening their role on the ground.
0: Thanks. Co- collaborations between high-income and low- and middle-income it- country, institutions are quite topical. How would these actually work on the ground in terms of workforce and education?
1: There are lots of partnerships already occurring and the Royal College of Pediatrics and Child Health is a great example with many partnerships in parts of the world that need strengthening with the child health delivery systems and training. It's also true in the US. Um, However, I think Uh, bringing some greater order and form around this might be helpful. Some countries complain about medical tourism and educational tourism where teams come in with good intention and then go again. The standards around how that works, the facilitation Mm -hmm. of it, the linking of a greater number of partnerships making sure that what's done is effective and reciprocal and bilateral. All these things, I think, would benefit from some uh, greater systems approach to them. And that's certainly what we are being told by the paediatric leaders in the parts of the world where there's so much child health
0: disease. In terms of accountability, do you feel there should be a single global coordinating authority? If not, how, how would this work? <laughs>
1: Well, interesting question Nick. A single global authority? Probably not, but what we're looking at is an alliance, a collaborative across the main training organisations, so that there'd be agreement on principles. This alliance would foster best practice, develop new partnerships, support existing collaborations promote best practice so rather than it be some sort of accrediting agency which we don't want to have it'd be more a, a voluntary alliance but one through its good actions and intent and partnerships really strengthens the global approach to this what's essentially a moral problem of so many of the world's children dying or in uh, very poor developmental support places because we just can't get our act together. We are endowed with richness in so many of the high-income countries, richness of resources for training, richness in CPD and our curricular work, richness in educational resources. So to be able to share that in some systematic way at a global level would, I think, be a great encouragement to so many people. So that's the aspiration.
0: Kevin, thank you very much for talking to us today. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed discussing the paper and I I know this will be listened to by very many of our regular readers. Thanks
1: so much, Nick. And again, thank you for your interest and support in this uh, global initiative around children's health and training. Thanks very much.
0: For anyone interested in learning more about this subject, do please visit adc.bmj.com either for the written publication or for the podcast.